to the Review with Joy and Company, featuring conversations with best-selling authors, as well as the hottest reviews with the authors you choose. We're inspiring the world through Christian literature. Stay logged on. We'd like to know, what are you reading? Once again, welcome to The Review. I'm Joy, and as always, I am delighted to be in the midst of your company. Well, guys, it's Marvelous Monday, and it's been a couple of Marvelous Mondays since we've been here, but it is that time where we bring you insightful conversations with authors of faith-based literature. We provide a platform for writers who seek to enhance readers with their work. So if you're looking for inspiration, motivation, and tonight a vast imagination, <laughs> stay connected to the review and discover the power of faith-based literature. Do we, well, before we jump in the stream tonight, let's say hello to Rose Lewis. Good evening, everyone. And I'm going to piggyback <laughs> off to Joy. She says imagination, but reality as well. True, true. Yeah, there's a lot of reality in this story yes. we're talking about tonight. But a lot of imagination, too. You, got, you guys, the book that we're talking about tonight is off the chain, so hang out with us. We want to give a real big shout-out to Gabe, our wonderful producer. Hey, Gabe. Do you I miss Gabe. us when we're gone? Oh, okay. I just want to know for the record, because we miss you. <laughs> I don't want to be wasting my misses here. <laughs> and a big shout out to this um, network that powers us from Fishbowl Studios here in Bedford, Texas. We're grateful every Monday to sit before you and bring you literature at its best. Now listen, guys, have you ever heard of the, the story of Paul and Silas, if you can remember, when they were imprisoned and then they prayed and praised God all night long and suddenly this big earthquake happened and the, the doors were open, the chains were loosed, and before long, well, you know the story, and if you don't, it's in Acts chapter 16. Check it out, because our featured author pulled from this story and created a suspenseful fiction that you will read in one setting, no doubt. It's biblical adaptation and retelling at its best. Phyllis Clemens has written and self-published nine books. Tonight, we've got some wonderful things to say about this book we're about to review. Phyllis is the group leader for the Morning Glory Prayer Line at Living Faith Community Church right here in Texas. She's a wife, mother, entrepreneur, and she has an extraordinary, creative, vivid, imaginative mind. And that's all me and a little bit of Rose, too. She's no stranger to the reviews platform, having taken home twice the prestigious Henry Award for her books, Georgette and Piece by Piece. And she's also taken home a Reader's Choice Award for her book, Spirit to Spirit. Guys, it gives me great pleasure to say, Phyllis, welcome to the review. It's so good to be here with you all again. I'm so excited. Just talking with you all is just a, a joy and a pleasure. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's been a while, hasn't it? How many years yes. did you say? It's been, it's been, um, 2018. Georgette has been four years. Four years. Yeah. Since 2018. I won the Henry Award for Georgette in 2019. And then in 2020, the pandemic hit and, yes. um, Everything uh, just changed. Yes. Life changed. Well, you know what? It also refueled you because you came back tenaciously with this book, The Open Door. Tell our audience about The Open Door. Well, The Open Door, you would be surprised to know, started actually even before Georgette. I started on that what? book uh, about seven years ago. Uh-huh. I wrote the first chapter, did a book cover, and I put it down. And I said, I'll get back to it. Because I, I had to, I had not developed the storyline in my head. And I had not developed the opening uh, to hold the attention of my audience Ooh. yet. I hadn't um, 
known how to tie all the loose ends together. And even as you mentioned, the story of Paul and Silas did not even make it to the book until after I was finished the book. And I heard my pastor preach a sermon on it right after I had finished the book about Paul and Silas. And I said, you know what? I got to go back and put that in the book. It's got to be in there. And I went back and I added it to the book. So this is the thing with me, with Christian fiction. I know it's where I get my most satisfaction of my work. Awesome. Uh, however, it does not come easily to me. Sometimes I'm thinking of twists and turns and subliminal messages and parts of the storyline for months and months and months. And each time I think of one thing, I might just write that one chapter and then I'll put it down again. There's been a times that I didn't touch that book for a year or two. My and then goodness. came across it when I was looking for something else in my documents and said, I've got to get back to this book. You know, you mentioned subliminal. And that leads me to ask you, what put the message of salvation on your palate? I had to do that because last year towards, I say around the fall, uh, we, uh, my church uh, gospel air, it's called uh, a Bible study that we do uh, on Zoom, uh, was uh, in the book mm -hmm. of Revelations. And over and over again, while we studied that book, it came to me that we have got to get the message of salvation out. Time is winding up yes. and we can't fool around anymore. And I, you know, God said, let's get this done already, you know, because I have been toiling with that book, like I said, for just about seven years. And I was like, okay, I'm going to sit down and just do a draft, just not even think, just start drafting and then I'll, I'll get the twist and the turns and the ideas afterwards and just add them in and switch them around and change things and add things and so I had to do it like that to finish it because it was just it's a, the shortest book I've ever written and it took me the longest time to write it because it had to be able to hold the attention of the unsaved as well as especially the unsaved i mean uh, you know a lot of times the unsaved will start reading a book and when they see it's it's about the gospel they, they'll throw it down and say yeah this, this is the gospel another book about the gospel and they'll throw it down and we'll get to it so from the very beginning it had to grab you by the throat from the very beginning and I used that phrase because I, I remember uh, once <laughs> we had a choir director he would jump up off the piano and come run in front of the praise team and he'd say when you start singing you've got to grab them by the throat and I never forgot that it has to be in the beginning that you grab your audience by the throat otherwise yes. they won't stick with it they'll read a little bit and they'll say yeah Another book about the gospel, they'll throw it down and they won't go back to it. It had to make people want to keep reading, even it, if they weren't saved. And you know what? Keep reading, I did. And you know <laughs> what is amazing? I read that book in less than an hour. She did. Short. Yes. And the Short. thing that, that amazes me about my personal position in life right now with the review and joy, with Joy and Company is I know that God positioned me here for such a time as this. Because no matter what author, what book we get, it always targets the area and position I am in my life at that point. And, and just that week, days before I picked the book up, a friend of mine challenged me about people who are in a position that they have faith and then they backslide and they don't come back. And she was challenging me in scripture with, are they lost? That God has just written them off because they backslid and never turned back. And I was like, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go from scripture to scripture battling you on this because I feel that God, you don't know what the last seconds of a person's life is. Right. True, and, absolutely. And True. then we get your book, and I just got tickled. 
I got tickled. I said, okay, God, you're going to force me to go to these scriptures to prove to her that what I feel is right. You know, amazing, Rose, that you brought that up because that is an age-old conflict in the body of Christ. Yes. The whole idea of once saved, always saved. Yes. And people actually build ministries around that concept. Did, did that thought ever come to you, Phyllis, when you were writing this book? And we're, we're going to get into the... Di- I want you guys to look at this book. It's a tiny book, but it is a powerful book. So many great messages in it. Visit us at joyandcompany.org and get your copy of Phyllis Clemens' The Open Door. It's suspenseful fiction at its best. So if you're flying from here to New Orleans, one hour, 15 minutes, boom. This is the book on that flight. You can take it home. You'll be jumping up and down. But back to our question, Phyllis, how did, did that concept, that war between once saved, always saved, come into play when you were writing this book? Now, now I've heard that many many times and what I'll say about that is I know even when we backslide that God never ever gives up on us yes. he does not he doesn't give up on us and it it keeps it brings me back to the prodigal son when his son came to himself and got up and said I'll go back home to my father's house at least I don't have to eat slop with the pigs you know right right I, know I, can, I can at least work with the servants and at least get some decent food you know and a decent place to sleep but when he was on his way his father saw him from afar you don't even have to come all the way back you could just be taking one step towards God and he's right there meeting you Meeting you, he's ready for you to come back. That is an excellent point. It's a good point, isn't it? Yes, Yes. that's excellent. He does not give up on us, and that is so comforting and so real to know. So many things happening in this book, the open door. Um, But you were talking about how you had to after you got the the idea, the concept of of. You wanted to write a book about salvation. You put the book down because you had to figure out how to keep people intrigued. How, how, what, um, what techniques and elements do you incorporate to keep your readers on the edge of their seat? Prayer and walking. I, I walk in the mornings wow. for an hour, an hour and a half. And that's when I get my best ideas. I have to talk to God about it. I'll I'll be like, Lord, I'm stuck on this part right here. I want there to be a powerful twist right here. But I don't know what that twist is. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to put right there to make it strong, to give a strong impact. And then I'll let it go and I'll keep walking. And somehow during that walk, sometimes I'm running back home because... God will say, well, you could do this. He'll give me an idea. Yes. And, I, and I'm like, okay, I got to run back home because I don't want to forget a word because what he's given me is usually something so good, so meaty that I'm afraid if I walk back home, I might forget half of it before I get back home. <laughs> you <laughs> so need sometimes to I'm running back home saying, okay, let me get back home so I can write it down. Sometimes I just have to take a pencil and a piece of paper and just start it writing, 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 writing. Don't have time to get out the computer and, and turn it on and wait till it powers up and put in the password and all that. I got to start. I got to just write. And sometimes I'm in a place where... It's, it's not it's not even a thought. I'm not even thinking about it. And I could be like in the kitchen cooking or I could be doing something and God will say, well, you know that one part that you're trying to find a very strong uh, twist to or a subliminal message or an end to? You could do this. You could say that. And when it comes, I got to stop what I'm doing right then and there and go write it down. I have because- a former pastor tell me once because I would get nuggets as I called them and he said what you need to start doing is getting you a a pocket sized tape recorder and keep it with you at all times. Great idea. Because yeah. then you can just hit the button and go. 
Um, yes, you have to. You you have to be ready. Even sometimes in the middle of the night, you'll wake up and God will give you a nugget. You have to put a pen and a piece of paper by your bed. You have to be ready. You never know when it's coming. Yes. And it comes to me at, at strange times. You I'm know, walking. I'm in the shower. Something like that. Yeah. I, 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 he speaks to me in the shower a lot, so I can identify with that. You know, one thing about the book um, that really impressed me, Phyllis, was that you gave us several fully developed, full-bodied characters. Do uh, any of these characters of yours have to deal with issues such as unforgiveness, redemption, or transformation? And how did you, you know, how did you go about choosing the conflicts that these characters were dealing with, these issues? I, I tell you, once I get a main idea, it's very difficult for me to stray away from that idea long enough to develop a particular character because I want I just I'm one of these people I want to get right to it I, <laughs> I don't want to take the time that it takes to develop but sometimes it's, it's very important that yes. you do yes and so I have to make myself quiet myself and think about the different characters and what they could bring to the table because that's where I get a lot of my subliminal messages is from the different characters, developing them and saying not too much, but just enough to make the reader see how that could be a very uh, strong takeaway for them in their particular life and what they're going through. Amazing. It's, it's not easy for me to, to be a character developer. I want to get to the main character and I want to just tell that person's story and I don't want to be bothered with the other characters <laughs> but, but unfortunately it's it's a very important part of the story if you want people to I don't want people to just say oh I read that book and it was a good book but they can't tell you anything that, that they took away that they can use in their life Wow! I want people to be able to take something away from my work where they can use it in their life yeah Stella Alexander, uh, who follows us all the time, yes. she's dedicated to the Review with Joy and Company, and she is the recipient of a Henry in Poetry from 2011. She made the statement. She First of all, she said, hello, ladies. And then when you were talking about how you get your inspiration, she said, true. I would keep a pen and pad by the bed. Also, when out, record on my phone. Yes. Wow. Thanks for reiterating that, Stella. And uh, Stella has one of those traveling minds, I like to call it. She has a book called The Traveling Mind. And uh, she, God, God gives us her wonderful uh, ideas, and she can develop characters very well. Amazing that I'm hearing you say, Phyllis, that you struggle with that because, I mean, these characters, they come to us, they're so alive, they're so real. I could see Drake. I could see his wife, you know. Um, I, I could see her in the library. And, 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 oh, my goodness, the little game she played with him. It just <laughs> <laughs> That was right. ingenious. We, we uh, we, we uh, you know, that's that's why I like it. The, you know, the hunter gets captured by the game. Yeah. Yes. Because, you know, the man loves the hunt. They yes. love the chase. And if you take that away from them, they lose interest. Yes. So if you really like somebody and you want to get their attention, uh, I think the best strategy is to just act like you don't care and, and like they, they're the last person on your mind and you got better things to be doing. <laughs> you know, you know, something just hit me now, and I had not thought of it to now. They started out in the library, and when that passageway in there, I'm assuming it was like, appeared to be like a bookshelf. It was. It and was so, a library in that home. Yes, so you you begin them in the library, and you let it in in the library. Yes. 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 I, I, I said to myself, good. That was good. I want this to be, I, I knew once I got the, 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 the main idea was there had to be a hiding place uh, that she couldn't 
get away from. She couldn't leave and nobody could find her. There had to be a hiding place. And I just, I had all kinds of ideas, but none of them really uh, impacted me like that idea with uh, the library shelf. Don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. I'm I'm jumping in here and and stopping this flow because it's not a big book, you guys. I'm excited. (laughs) And if I don't encourage you to pick up any other book, and you know every Monday I'm here encouraging you to, to pick up the book that we're reviewing that week, let this be your book. Um, because it's so much it's a fun read it's entertaining it's suspenseful it's biblical um it it deals with issues that you if you're not dealing with them you know somebody who's dealing with them what you think rose yes yeah it is i mean it, and it's so much i'm just super impressed that she told us so much without leaving uh, out pertinent details. She didn't leave us hanging in building anything. I think she left no stone unturned in so few words. It is definitely the art of short storytelling. And in my opinion, that's a little bit more difficult than writing a 200, 300 page novel. Amen. You I'm know. not the one. I'm not the 300 page girl. No can do. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna um, jump to Drake. I, I want. I do want to say that um, the 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 friends and the family and the relatives and the uh, people that I I know that have read the book, the number one question was always, why did she have to die? Why? And I I, want to say that, you know, when I was writing the book, I wanted that happy ending, too. But God said, no, 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 no. I feel like it was revealed to me that there are times when we must repress our inclination for the traditional perception of what the world views as a happy ending for the highest and most beneficial form of God's best. Oh, that's good. She could have walked out of there. However, would that have been the best ending? Oh, wow. You know what? If you were in studio right now, you're talking about an opening to catch you and grab you around the throat. Joy was about to grab you around the throat just now. (laughs) She literally took her hands and made a grip because she does not like letting pertinent Hype filled things out. <laughs> I was trained so you know, on you because I, doing what everybody mm. wanted and what I wanted. The scripture, John 12 and 24. Mm. It says, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. Mm. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Mm. Think about that. that. That's As you good. think about really the good. people who were impacted, yes, by what happened, yes, and I, that I, and was I the greater this, good. I, I want to put this disclaimer out there on her behalf. She has not told you the storyline, okay? So don't think, oh, I don't have to read the book. I know what happened. No, you no. don't know. No, it's a lot more. It's a lot to going on in yeah. this little book. So you don't know, but you can know if you visit us at joyandcompany.org and get a copy of The Open Door, written by Phyllis Clemens. She's an award-winning author, vivid imagination. I love, simply love what she's done with this book. It is just really good storytelling, and it's Thank purposeful you. Storytelling, and that's what the whole magic behind reading, and that's not a great word when you're talking about faith based book magic, it just that's like an oxymoron, right? But at any rate, it, it is why we do what we do when we have and we, we meet authors who can pull it together tight, precise, fun, entertaining, and purposeful with, with sincere meaning to it. You guys, great summer read. You'll knock it out in two hours tops. But if you're a rose, you'll do it in less than an hour. (laughs) But you know what? It's quick. You know what, Joy? Even with everything we've said tonight, the thing that's left for the reader is the in-between. Yes. It's just like a sandwich. 
Everything in between the bread is what's good. And that's true. That's the best part. Yes. So the in between Italian bread with the cheese, you know, in it. <laughs> <laughs> the, I'm telling you, the meat of everything is always right. the best part. You're right. You're so right. just hold your seats, grab this little book, and go into it and dive into it and get all the in between. You know what, Rose? I would like to suggest you guys pull out pull out the almanac, or you probably don't use almanacs anymore since there's Google. Look for a rainy Saturday afternoon and cuddle up with this book. It will be like summer heaven yes. if you don't have a beach at hand, okay? I, I <laughs> want to say one thing about time winding up and the importance of us as Christians. We tend to minister to each other and not to the world that's lost. Yes. And, and uh, I just want to say how important it is. I, I remember once uh, talking to a young lady about the gospel, and she actually said to me, I want to get saved. She says, what do you do? How do you do it? And I was in awe that we just assume that people know what to do. That's Excellent point. Great point. Yes. Yeah. You know, that brings me, Phyllis, to a question that I wanted to ask you. And it's, um, are there any common misconceptions or uh, misunderstandings about salvation that you wanted purposely to expel when you were writing this book? Um, I, I, I think a lot of people uh don't understand that salvation is a free gift. Mm -hmm. It doesn't cost anything. You don't have to wait until you stop smoking. Wait till you stop cussing. Wait till you stop drinking. I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it when I get better. Yes. Uh, if we could get better by ourselves, uh, we wouldn't have to do it. And, and that's what I want uh, to bring out more than anything. We, mm -hmm. we think that we have to be good already, that we have to work for it, and we don't have to work for it. Yeah. Jana Lewis Perez pretty. said it best. She says, we undervalue time. Oh, yes. That's rich, Jana. Thank you. That's really good. And then she threw out there at me that, oh, I love bread. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jana, you would love the beginning, the, the top slice of this story. You know, I had an experience because I started looking at the book online, you guys, and I thought, well, let me peep inside and see what Phyllis is talking about here. So I read her first couple of pages. You know how they put that little sneak peep on, uh, yes. peek on uh, what is that, Amazon? I think it says a look inside. Uh, yeah, yeah, look inside. So I read that, and I wanted to pick something up and throw it at somebody by the time I got to the end because she left you hanging in the middle of a sentence and I'm at my desk reading and I'm screaming what what no she didn't do this so let me find the ebook so I had to call her and say you don't even have an ebook on this and I'm left hanging I got to get the book hurry up and <laughs> she called me in desperation have you finished the book you know I can't believe I can't get past this yet I've, I've started waiting one year before i do the ebook because I, I had a bad experience about that ebook and after that i said okay from now on i'm gonna do the paperback and then after a year if all goes well then i'll circle back and do the ebook <laughs> jenna lewis perez says hey don't wait we are all still a work in progress oh. god ain't through with us yet Thank oh. you. Thank you. That is a oh. hook to hang your hat on. I have a question. Uh, I'm a numbers girl. Joe, I tell you this. Any, any story I read, if there's a number in it, I've got to question why that number. And with Drake, you said it had been over five years that he had been in the position he was. Why did you select five? Um. I'm sure I had a reason at the time. <laughs> well, you know what? When I read it, you know what came to my mind? What? Grace. Five is the number of grace. Five is the number of grace. And, you know, sometimes God will have you put something down and you don't even know the 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 uh, meaning behind it. And And truly, God's grace was sufficient for Drake. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes. 
You're know, talking about a desperate man. Yes. yes. And, and, and that he was. Everything about him, though. Uh, wow. Let me ask you this. I know you said, and, and this is kind of off the beaten path a little bit, because you were talking about how you had a, you know, you, you struggle or you're challenged, rather, with building characters. Who, which of these characters, because several of them could become a main character in their own life, which one uh, did you fall in love with or love to hate who who stuck with you and grabbed your heart actually it was melinda was it yes it was what it about was her melinda because she you? was she was she had everything her parents were rich they came from old money you know people like that use their uh worth and their position to fix whatever is wrong in their lives Yes. However, you got to know that there are some things in life that money can't buy, that your power can't fix. And she found that out. Yes, she did. She did. And I love the way you brought her full circle with that. That's but you know what? It really, I, I really, uh, although the old money was in play, Melinda never utilized the old money. Melinda had a pure heart. She it was did. it was the lineage, her dad and but, predecessors. But she had her background, her father. Yes. You know, yes. yes. That man, he would have done anything. Uh, and he did do some things to protect her. He yes. did. From, he did. You know, being from being um you know, victimized yes. in every way that he could. Mm-hmm. You he know, used his influence. You know, I'm just sitting here thinking this story could go further because you could take him and go back to the storyline because he never ever sought forgiveness from Drake. Well, he you're right. You're it, right. And the way I left he it, he mentioned it, but he I didn't could, mention it. No, Drake. He didn't go to Drake. He he, he bypassed Drake. Drake. Yeah, you're right. He didn't go directly to mm-hmm. him, uh-huh. and that definitely is an open. But door. the part that he did do uh-huh. says that he has he has the uh, he has what it takes to uh, come full circle, to yes. actually give his heart to the Lord or ask for forgiveness. Right. He, you know, some people just have trouble saying the words. Right. Yeah. They'll do everything else that they can but say the words. Because he could have. I know could've. a lot of times people will buy you a gift, they'll do something for you, nice. They'll do anything except say the words. It's just something about those words that say, that say forgive me, Yes. that we struggle with. Some of us just can't get the words out. It's pride. That's what it is. He didn't have to make the phone call. No, he didn't. And he, he didn't. So it no, took, he didn't. He it took, said let him rock. Yes, it, t- it took something in his inner being that there was some uh, ray of hope in him. And that ray of hope to me were his grandparents because during the time that Melinda was in her last stages, she said she had no relationship and the one that she could remember was the one her grandparents had. Yes, yes. And and that, I'm going to piggyback off you now, Rose, because that leads me to this question. Why was it... uh, important for you to take these two people who had no relationship no background of christianity and uh let them kind of like find it on their own i thought that was an interesting way that you pulled salvation out of them i just think that god is a god who woos he's a wooing god girl you gonna have my heart Oh my God! He will woo you any way he can. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I always thought. I mean, a lot of other people got a different um, concept of what it means when somebody says "by any means necessary," but for me, it meant that he will do whatever he can or however he has to to get you, to even get if it means stripping you down to everything you have until you. You're in the gutter and you have nothing. If that'll if that'll make you look up, 
that's what he'll do. As I sit here, the thing that comes to my mind is we emphasize in marriage being equally yoked. And then it's either the husband or the wife to woo the person to Christ if they are the one that's saved. But you took the unequally yoked and showed that they too could be whole. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I, I love the way you brought them together in their marriage. There was like you used the word rose when you described Melinda as being pure. Yeah. You know, and there was such a pureness in their love. And even when the marriage went bonkers, there was a pureness in the way that they came back together. I really appreciated you doing that because there's a lot of romance going on in this story, yeah. you guys. So for those of you who are romantic at heart, you've got that in here. And guess what, too? For those guys out there, there's a bit of football, too. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, she's uh, I, I think all bases. it's important. I, I wrote it that way because I think it's important to know that we're always pointing the finger at the other person as the reason why the marriage was rocky. Yes. We have got to look at the part we played in it. What could we have done better? Gentlemen. What, it, it's important for us to look at ourselves as well as the other person. It's not just them. As my friend used to say, there's his side and there's her side. And the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Yes. 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 Gentle Lewis Perez. Say to yourself, what could I have done better to keep this from happening? Yeah. I want to give a comment from Jana Lewis Perez. She says, yes, or the sorry if I did something to offend you, or sorry if you perceived it that way. Not sorry for my actions. Please forgive me. Mm. That's a great point, Jana. Thank you for, for just, you know, saying that and bringing that out because it means so much when you're able to, to communicate it and when you do it with sincerity. You that know, it's truly from your heart. It's truly from your heart. Yes, it really indeed. does mean a lot. Yes, and it goes indeed. a far way. Yeah. Guys, you're tuned in to the Review with Joy and Company. We're visiting with Phyllis Clemens, and yes, she's a Joy and Company Christian Literary Award three-time award recipient in previous years, and she's got a winner on her hand tonight, I do believe. Um, so the book is The Open Door. Visit us at joyandcompany.org to get a copy of this book. Also, um, when you read this book, go out there and leave a review about the book because this is a noteworthy book, and, and I'm sure it's going to touch your heart. It doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter what your specific genre preference is she hits a note through it all it's just good summer reading anytime reading actually want to remind you of the upcoming writers conference being put on by roaring lambs well today is june 5th so you missed that early bird special if you haven't registered and gotten your seat yet but it's not too late for you to sign up and come so visit them at roaringlambs.org and find out all you need to know to join them this month. I think it's June 17th for the annual Christian Writers Conference. Loads of information, topics that everybody who's out there, whether you're a seasoned author or a new author, information that you can use to make your writing better and more effective. Mentioning writers, I'd like to put a plea out right now. To anyone listening that's an author, especially of short story fiction, put your book in the, in the running with this fine book. Because I am convinced, Joy, that this book against uh, a 300-page fiction book shouldn't be. I think we need a, sh a, a short story category. Well, you, you guys hear it. So if you've got some short story fiction out there, send it to us because Rose would like to build a short story fiction category in itself. And yeah, you know, this I is her, this I think is that her will category. Be my niche. Yes. Know, but I tell you, uh, Phyllis, as I read your book, one thing that I said, I said, Lord, I would like for her to do 
three to five more stories like this and combine it in one book because you know it's got to be a collection it's this is fabulous writing i love it and it's a just, good idea yeah uh, you got you know, me thinking about it yeah, it's a so, good idea so do a bunch of them and then give us your collection and who who will be running to get it would definitely be me actually that what fantastic. she could i think i just might do that <laughs> she could actually make an open door collection and build from each character she definitely she could she could that. take each character in this story she has several to select from yes. and then she didn't really go into details about friends of melinda and drake in this book but she could create friends yes. and how their life impacted them. Yeah. Oh, especially Melinda. Since yes. You know, she lives, yes. You know, oh, it's, it's just so much. I'm getting a chill. I love good writing and I love it when an author, you can, you can tell and feel and read their passion for the topic that they're writing about. When you finish reading this book, you'll know that Phyllis Clemens has a heart for lost souls. She has a heart that the message of salvation gets out there. And that it's, how do you say that word? You used it earlier. I liked it. Palatable. Yeah. Yes. yes. You know, palate. that yes. it, it's just, it, it, it really satisfy your pa satisfies your palate. Guys. But you yeah. know what? I believe it uh, opens you up. What do you mean by that? Because when you finish this book, <laughs> you have to take a look at you. Am I ready? Have I prepared myself to go through the open door? Yeah. Yes, okay. indeed. That, okay. as, my, as my daughter can say, that right there. <laughs> you know, you know, Phyllis, I've learned when to just come out and ask Rose because she comes, she gets really deep on me sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And I well, love that's, it. That's you know? good right so there. That's I have to good. ask her, what, what, what do you mean? Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> that and it amazes one. me sometimes. Because it's not me. It's God. Because, you it's know, a God. lot of times yes. I'll say something and you'll turn right around and say, what did you say? And I don't even know what I say. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It's God. Yes. yes, it is. So you've done a couple of other books, you know, in your nine collection, but they've, they've been different. And you keep saying, you know, short storytelling fiction is definitely going to be your niche. But what book was it where you had the person's head delivered? Yes, that was the last book. That, that was Georgette. That was Georgette. Georgette was crazy, man. Now, it wasn't a short story. No, but that, it was was a real that was a full body um, work of fiction. Of fiction, yes. And um, so, again, I just want to pick your brain a little bit more, Phyllis, on where your I I understand where your ideas come from, but, you know, delivering the head through UPS, it wasn't UPS, but you know, a similar thing like that. I mean, that's like really Frankenstein <laughs> kind of stuff. And here you are, this really sweet church going, you know, Sunday school teacher. Come easy. They do not. Sometimes I'm thinking, 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 thinking. What can I say to grab them by the throat in the oh, first God. chapter? <laughs> I love it. So what, <laughs> what kind of research, Phyllis, did you do to pull this storyline together? Because there are parts of this story that gets quite technical, you know. So what kind of research did you do to pull this imaginary uh, situation together? Well, you know, I always go to scripture for for many ideas. Uh, sometimes it's just some nugget that I have read in scripture. Uh, sometimes if it's something technical, I, might, I just might do a Google search to find out uh, the the overall meaning of what I'm trying to say. Sometimes I know in my head what I'm trying to say, but but I don't have the words for them. So I'll start Googling different words and then it'll come to me. Oh, yeah, this is what I meant. This is what I mean. Sometimes I have a thought, but I can't put it into words and I'll have to do a few searches before I'm able to articulate what it is I'm trying to say. Because it doesn't always come. It just doesn't always come easy. Yeah. You know, it, it, it'll be up here stuck. And I don't know how to get it out here. The thing that I'm sitting here thinking of now is going back to Paul and Silas. And in scripture, 
the the one word in that passage that sticks with me always is suddenly. And I feel that you took the suddenly and bought it full circle. Because when that hand raised, it was suddenly. Everything that had been on the on the burner about to take fire and literally burn up. It was about to go down. Yes, suddenly. And suddenly. It all ceased. God did that. Yes. Because God honored what he did when he read the scripture that talked about what they did to open the doors. Yes. And he said, hey, it can't hurt. I'm desperate. I'm going to try it. He and had, he did. He inhabits the worked. praise of his people. God honored it. Mm-hmm. And it worked. Yes. And you know what else was a cool element that you had incorporated in Drake's plight without even saying it is that even though he wasn't in the church, you know, he wasn't quote unquote churched. He was not quote unquote a Christian, but yet he was fasting and he was fasting with purpose. Desperation you know, of making you do yes, some stuff. Okay. Yeah, that <laughs> yes. Element. Yes. Fasting because God, Jesus said that some things don't, don't come out. Come don't come out, out by prayer except alone, except by prayer and, and fasting. fasting. Yes. And so without even using the word, you had him exercise. Yes. So that was really good. I liked yes. that. Word so, played a very strong part. In this book, yes, uh, and, and I and I wanted people to get that. I wanted them to get it. You know, it. Another thing that I just hit me that she bought out too is the deposits in our life, the impact that they have. Because when Drake was in his position, and he went to Paul and Silas, and he thought about what they did, he reached back. To his elementary school days and remembered the song that was sung after he prayer. He sure enough did. You know why? Oh. <laughs> yes. I'm like, you where know, is she going with this? Church. They don't have a lot. Yes. And so they gotta go to the only memory that they have. And a lot of that comes from the earlier school days before they took the Bible out of schools when you had assembly and the, and the teacher would come up and read a scripture and then you would sing a song to follow it up, yes. uh, a Christian song to follow it up. Yes. He had to go back there because that's all he had. And that right there preaches itself right now because it proves to you that no matter what you might say that may not seem significant to someone or just as uh, Phyllis mentioned earlier about the girl who said, I want to be saved, what does it take? Just a simple explanation a simple scripture or word to what someone might Where be this how do i how do i get it yes i yes. want it how do i get it yes any little deposit you make into someone's life could be their suddenly moment Oof. yes that's a good that was point. good right there yeah she she does that every now and then no she does that all the time really. <laughs> i Gattle- need to have me a pencil and paper and write down some of your nuggets <laughs> That was good right there. Yeah, uh-huh. she, she's good with that. You know what? We didn't say hello to Rosemary Legrand tonight, and so I do want to take a moment to do that. Hi, Rosemary. Girl, Hi, Miss Rosemary. When you come back stateside, we'll make sure I'm we so get happy, you a copy of I mean, book. when you go to London, it's not short. No, no, <laughs> no it's not. It's not. She's, she's there, but she will be back. And, and remind us to put this book in your hand, girl. You're going to love it. Um, I am excited uh, to go to London next year. Oh. I, I found out through Ancestry that I have a first cousin uh, that was born there, and he lives there, and, and we have just been having a ball getting acquainted on wow. WhatsApp wow. these last few months, and I can't wait to meet him in person. So oh. I will be going myself, uh, hopefully, if the Lord says the same, next year so that we can hug each other and just just meet face to face oh oh i just i just feel the inside of my mind moving around i just got this funny feeling that we're gonna get a book out of this trip (laughs) (laughs) who knows 
you're going to see yes. another short storyline, yes. Ancestry.com, in, yes. from, from Texas to London. But you're no stranger to the U.K. because you've, you've taught yeah. Sunday school in I've the United the Kingdom. UK. I lived there for four years, and when I lived there, I didn't want to come back home. Is that right? <laughs> Rosemary will be happy to hear you say that. <laughs> I'm serious. It, it's that kind of life, that, that easy living, and and the, you know the all of the things, many of the things that we deal with in our country. Uh, even if it's there, it's not as much. Mm -hmm. It's much more comfortable. You feel much more protected, and and I just love it. And it's so centrally located to a lot of other places that you can go and you can drive your car right onto the ferry and it'll take you across the English Channel and you can get off and be in France. Yeah, in, that's, that's in, the in, uh, thing. 60, 90 minutes or so. Yes. I'm on backtrack. Drive your car off and go on, 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 on the road from there. I'm on backtrack a minute here uh, because I got so caught up in the storyline, I missed some of the comments that were made. Okay. Jana Lewis Perez says, you have to persevere and push through your storm, no matter what circumstances look like and no matter what others think. And the doubt of others, don't let it deter your faith. She says, speak to your mountain and storm. She says, true example of reaching back and pulling on that seed planted in elementary. That seed was planted. She yes, says, indeed. Your deposits may also be watering of seeds already planted in someone's life. It is not only about planting seeds, but the nurturing and watering along the way. So exactly. don't hold back your words that may be watering someone's seed and giving it nutrition. Mm -mm. We got to do our part. I mean, we, we can't bring the increase. That's God's business, but we can certainly do our part. We're yes. a team. Him and I and you and him, we're a team. <laughs> we're co-laborers with Christ. We have a part to do. Yes. 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 And, and the planting and the watering and the nurturing and bringing light to it, that's our part. His yes. part is bringing the increase. We can't do anything about that, but he can. Amen. So we let him do his part and we do ours. Exactly. And, you know, he gives us these formulas. That Jenna, that's wonderful insight that you're sharing with us tonight. And we definitely appreciate it. Thank you so much. And Thank it, you so like much. He says in his word, you know, if I be lifted up, I'll, I'll draw. draw. Oh, man. You know, All so we, that's our part. Me is to always lift up the name of Jesus, to pull him into our every circumstances. And it's, it's sometimes when you're in the heat of it, it might be a little difficult to reach for him, but we're, we're, we're ever evolving, growing. And as That's Dana true. mentioned earlier, he's just not through with us yet. No, he's and, not. And I also, I realized that we are all different and how we're able, our ability to approach someone. Yes. Some of, some of us are natural born uh, gospel people that whoever we meet on the street, we can walk up to them and say, do you know Jesus and start talking. <laughs> yeah. Trust and believe everybody is not there. We have to take what we have, what the gift that God has given us and use it to bring forth his gospel to bring his glory now i may not walk up to you and say do you know jesus but trust and believe if you pick up a book of mine it's going to have something in it about the the love of jesus christ it's got yes. to yes yes it's yes. mandatory it's mandatory awesome it really really is and we thank you for being committed and dedicating to writing and and allowing your writing as creative and uh imaginative as you are you always, like you said, point it back to um, Jesus Christ, the Trinity, the cross, you know, salvation. And it's just really good, wholesome reading. The book, you guys, is The Open Door. But you can pull any one of her nine books and you will, you'll just have a really good read. So visit us at joyandcompany.org and get a copy of 
the open door. Want to reiterate what Rose said earlier. If you're an author out there under the sound of our voice, just visit us on our page. There's a big gold medallion there. Click on it. Send us a synopsis of your book because we would love to review your book and be in the midst of your company. Um, mm. It's it's what we do. And though we have moments where we want to quit and stop doing it, at the end of the day when Monday rolls around, we're ready to sit here and talk to you about these books. It's kind of like I can't get away from it. And uh, so I give God all the glory, the praise and honor. And I hope that our, when we have these discussions, it's a blessing to someone out there. And we get your feedback. So we, we are confident that it is. So we need your work authors because we do have an audience that is gleaning from what you're writing so back to our author you got something wrong? yes okay. dr keetra l davenport king says amen god is forever present in our lives yes and of course jana always has to get a joke on me during the show she <laughs> says rose lewis will walk up to anyone about anything and she is magnet for others just to open up Oh, <laughs> and that's, Amen. that's a good thing, though. That's a good thing. It is. That's yeah. a good thing to be known for. But back to you. And uh, Adeline says, surely many blessings. Hi, Adeline. Thanks for joining us tonight. Um, Phyllis, uh, one thing that I've, I'm enjoying about your writing style is you're learning tricks of the trade and I can tell that the Holy Spirit is teaching you and feeding you and we go to to uh, classes about writer writing and and we learn a lot and it just tickles me when I see the things that I'm learning in my classes I see you employing them in your book so I'd like mm -hmm. for you to discuss with our audience the importance of pacing Oh, I'm losing my breath. The the importance of pacing when you're doing suspense fiction writing. And and you do, I think, a really great job at pacing your stories. Hmm. Um and, and and trust me, like I said, it, it's not always easy. Um I don't like what I don't like. I, I can tell you better what I don't like. I don't like a lot of frills. I don't, I like getting to the point. I don't like um, talking about a lot of stuff unnecessarily. Uh, sure, of course, build a background, build, you know, create your, your backdrop and, and all of that when you're writing. Um, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a straight shoot. I'm trying to get to the main point as soon as possible. So uh, it won't be a lot of uh, unnecessary frills uh, because I want to get I want to hurry up and get there and I have to I'm I'm the one that you got to rein back I have to hold myself back from running straight to the main point because you do have to to say enough so that people can imagine what the scene is like and and what the emotions are like and and what people are. Uh, you know the part that they their character and, and what they're like and all of that it's important you have to to do that uh, but by the same token don't overdo it whatever you do don't overdo it because people are creatures uh, that that don't have a lot of time for uh, something that's that's not that they don't feel on their insides when they're reading your books uh, and they will throw that thing down in a minute and say I'll get back to it later and never return because you didn't you didn't pace it and you didn't give it enough in each part to keep them wanting more and you know what that is so true because I have seen times that we've had books and Joy will call me and says who cared about the fabric, what it was made of, what she had on, how the raindrop hit the top of the car, Frills, the sound Frills. that it made. <laughs> you remember the book? I do. And you're telling Frills. on me. <laughs> but I was right with you. 400 pages. Don't give me 100 pages worth of frills just because you want your book to look thick. 
Yeah. No. Stella Alexander says, I don't care for the unnecessary fluff. I would jump over that part if it is too much. <laughs> <laughs> And she, she does that when I she's watching a movie. Views she, that she people have through. given. She'll, she'll with, skip when through. somebody has the, a really thick book, and they will say, "Hey, they could have left out the last hundred pages for my money, okay? Because yes. it was just, it was just a bunch of fluff and frills that was unnecessary." Yes. Well, you got authors on board agreeing with you because Dr. Keetrell Davenport King says, "I agree." Yes. 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 And um, it's just amazing the authors that God has graced us with to come across our platform over the past 12, 13 years. Uh, we've met so many different styles, so many different people, and I, I really am grateful for these experiences. Um, coming from a state of mind where I never wanted to pick up a Christian book other than my catechism book or the Bible. That was enough for me. And God has taken this genre and just opened up a whole new world in possibilities. So if you're writing out there, we certainly want to hear from you. We want to have the opportunity to be in the midst of your company and to review your work. It doesn't matter, you know, the category or the genre, but as long as it, it is faith based literature and uh we we need a little more than the main character making the sign of the cross when he passes in front of church <laughs> but yeah. you know what god has also graced us with multifaceted authors Very and multifaceted in the in to the point that they can write in different genres yes yes you know you yes. you have somebody to write a write poetry, then they'll turn around and go fiction on you, and then they'll come around and come back with a nonfiction book. Well, we're speaking to one such author yes. right now. I mean, she's done <laughs> devotionals. She's done yes, uh, novels. She's done, uh, she did a, a, like a memoir with her, was it your granddaughter or your daughter? I did a memoir uh, for my granddaughter. I, my first book was a memoir, yeah. but that was yes. before I knew about Joy and Company, and the, it had, it was too late to enter it at any time because it, it was my first book so that was done like around 2013 or so um so that one didn't make it because it was too old but i started with my memoir wow and after that it was just one thing I, as god, god was just unfolding one thing after another because every time i write a book i think it's the last one we had another author chime in as well, Karen Coleman. She says it's all about how you build up the anticipation with great, interesting transitions. I have a short attention span, but will follow an exciting buildup to an explosive e event. Here's your summer read, Karen. <laughs> you will love this. <laughs> Karen will love this book. She, yeah, she would. You, you really would, and you'll be able to get through it quickly. Oh, you know, Dr. Davenport would love this book, too. Yes, yes, definitely she would. Um, it's, it's a very good read, you guys. It's The Open Door, written by Phyllis Clemens. And I tell you, it's amazing because, Phyllis, you and I had the hardest time connecting, even oh though you've goodness. been on your platform before. You know, you were thinking, well, what is it? Joy doesn't want to hear from me anymore. I, and I'm like, thinking, are these ladies all right? I was like, let me. Phil is pulling my leg. Are they okay? <laughs> I, I think I sent you an email saying, are y'all okay? Yes, you did. You know, and I'm I'm responding to you and you're never getting them. But Phyllis. I found out the culprit why you never got those emails and something so simple that I never saw. I had several bounce backs in my spam from you where the name, your first name had two S's on it. And yeah, I did not discover that then. until this morning. That was it. Yes. And I was like, why, why am I getting anything from them? I was yeah. like, I mean, I tried every way I knew. And well, so I said, well, let me let me go on this, this fishbowl and see if I, I can find something. And sure enough, I saw a way to send you a message that way. I said, well, let me send a message of this way. Yeah, every way I could think of. I was like, I, and I we, have to get a message to them. We got to the point where we was just sending little notes. Please let me know if you got this. Please, are you I getting this? <laughs> 
thank you so much, Phyllis, for being persistent and for making sure that we got this wonderful Absolutely. book in our hands. It's the open door, guys, and the door is open always for salvation to you. Do we have any final, final comments? Uh, Karen Coleman just says she'll look for it. Thanks, ladies. And Dr. Davenport King wanted to know where she could purchase it, and I told him it was on Amazon and that it was The Open Door by Phyllis Clemens. Phyllis Clemens, and that's one S at the end of Phyllis. <laughs> and I spelled it right when I typed it. And two M's in Clemens. Yes, <laughs> yes. I'm trying to get a glimpse of time. I know we've gone over, but I think yes. we were a little late before we started, so that's why yeah, I allowed this. But it's time for us to wind this down and uh, thank all of you for jumping in the stream with us tonight. Thank all of you on the radio side, the audio side that's listening tonight. Once thank again, get a copy of The Open Door, written by Phyllis Clemens. Great summer suspenseful fiction read. You'll enjoy it, and it will bless your socks off. We want you guys to come back and join us next week. We'll be visiting with another favorite award-winning at one point author of ours. Her name is Marta Greenman, and she'll be bringing us a book entitled Love More, your 30-day devotional to learn to love like Jesus. Mm. Woo! Now, that's a, that, that's that's a mouthful, a yes. to learn to love like Jesus. And also, in our second hour next week, we'll have a very special message from Pastor Ephraim Wyndham, and he'll be give, delivering a, a sweet message for Father's Day. So um, until next week, God bless you and come back and visit us on Marvelous Monday. Thank you, God Phyllis. Bless you. Bye. Thank you all. God bless you. Thank, Thank you. you. Likewise. Thank you for listening. Our purpose is to promote and support Christian literature. If you're an author, contact us at joyandcompany.org. We'd love to be in the midst of your company. And by the way, what are you reading?